Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, I'm excited to tell you that my second book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, the ultimate guide to following your purpose and creating change in the world, is out now and you can order it globally on Amazon. If you're feeling the call to help make the world a better place, but you don't know where to start finding and following your life purpose, I wrote this book for you. 
It's packed with processes, rituals, and meditations to help you turn on your light and get it to work so that together we create a better world. When you order the book, you also get a two-hour live masterclass with me entitled Life Purpose Bootcamp, during which you'll get to find and define your life purpose in a specific two-paragraph definition. And you can visit lightworkersgottawork.com to get all the details. In today's episode, we're talking all about surrendering the past and doing the inner work. And I like to think of doing the inner work as an onion. You keep peeling and peeling off the layers and there's more work to be done. And although doing the work is complex, constant and multidimensional, it needn't be hard. Yes, it'll likely always be uncomfortable and it will require you to face uncomfortable memories and emotions, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. Nowadays, having been doing the inner work for more than 15 years, I know what to expect. I know it will be hard at times, and I know that I may have to break down first before I can build myself up. But what makes it easier now than in the past is that now I have a process to go about it. I know what to do and what to expect, so I don't drown in it. In this episode, I chat with Nikki Clinch, the Hay House author of Surrender, Break Free from the Past, Realize Your Power, Live Beyond Your Story. In this interview, Nikki shares her step-by-step process of doing the inner work to heal past hurts and traumas and step into a more empowered future. And as Nikki says in the interview, the process isn't linear, but having the steps in mind helps us go through it with more ease. Specifically, in this interview, you're going to learn how to embrace authenticity, self-love and freedom, how to break free from self-defeating patterns, how to dissolve attachments to past stories, how to clear obstacles preventing your growth, and how to develop a more fulfilling relationship with yourself. Once you're done listening, make sure to come in your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group and let us know what you most enjoyed about this episode. And without further ado, enjoy this episode with Nikki Clinch. Nikki Clinch is a master maturation coach and facilitator integrative holistic counselor, author, and host of the Soul Surgery podcast. She has dedicated the past two decades to healing her own self from multiple addictions and childhood and ancestral trauma. She has trained in microbiotics, oriental medicine, five elements theory, energy healing alignment, breathwork, and ontological inquiry, and understands the capability of the mind, memory, survival, and our ability to generate our reality. Nikki has lived and experienced everything she teaches. She guides people through powerful processes to break free from the stories and wounds that are confining them from the past, to embody their authentic self, and live with a deeper sense of alignment, wholeness, and freedom. Nikki, welcome to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you for having me here. I feel really, really excited to, to be here. And it's always amazing to hear all of that. I'm like, wow, is that me? <laughs> I feel the same way when I'm on other people's podcasts and I hear it back. I'm like, oh, hey, yes, I've done that. <laughs> I'm so excited to chat about your new book. As I was telling you before we started, surrendering has been one of my biggest lessons to learn. Uh, I feel that this world, we like patriarchy is so ingrained in the way we do things. The abuse of the masculine energy is so ingrained that we sort of have to teach ourselves how to be more feminine and therefore how to surrender into the healing work, into ourselves, into life, into love. Uh, Whereas we should have 
like be natural for us because that's who we truly are. So I'm so excited to dive into uh, the processes in the book and all that you've created for, for people. So before we get into all of that, let's start with, uh, like, let's go back to the basics. Why did you want to write this book? What was the intention behind it? And what was your, what was your own story of learning to surrender? So it's a really interesting story around the book because I was signed to write another book. <laughs> I was signed by Hay House to write another book called The Warrior Woman Book. And my whole brand was based on teaching women to be the warrior woman in their world. And I had become relatively successful. I mean, I got a book deal for it, uh, lots of Instagram followers. I had clients. I'd been doing it for many years. And then, and I, you know, I was functioning. I was doing well. That I could have probably got away with it for another 20, 30, 40 years. Um, and I probably, you know, I probably would have helped a lot of people. Um, but, but... <laughs> Um, about two weeks after I got signed for the book, I got an invitation to go out to the Amazon jungle to train with Garbo Mate and to do a two-week plant medicine alignment retreat. And he was pulling in health leaders um, and health professionals from all over the world, 23 people, to go into the jungle to work with ayahuasca um, and work with ontological inquiry to really listen to what Mother Earth needed from us um, so we could go out into the world. And there were 300 applications. I happened to be someone that got accepted. So I found myself on a plane um, and I ended up in the middle of the jungle. On my second day there, um, the facilitator, not Gabor, but another facilitator said, you know, you can't be a little bit in alignment. You're either all in alignment or you're not in alignment. And he started to speak about integrity. And he started to really speak about, you know, who are you being in your work? Is it the same one that you're being in your marriage? Is it the same one that you're being with the man um, at the shop in the corner or the bus driver, who are you being in all these areas? And it really, it just felt like someone kicked me in the stomach because it, I started to see something about who I had been being that I didn't want to see before. And I realized that in my work and in the clients and in the, the way that I showed up in the world, was very much in alignment with my purpose here and what my values are. But when I got really honest with myself, what was happening inside my marriage was not that. And I started to really see something like, like a blind spot opening, realizing that this warrior woman character that had been leading my life um, and kind of overriding my life and really getting in the way of intimacy and with my marriage and connection and, and just kind of taking center stage was really a character that had been led by my past. It was my way of surviving in the world so that I didn't have to repeat the trauma that I had as a four-year-old girl. If I'm strong and I'm in control and I've got it together and I've got all the answers, well, then I'm going to be able to be okay. And even though the world celebrated me in that way, 
it was led by trauma. It was led by pain. It was led by fear. And after two weeks of that, that retreat, I realized that it was all a facade. It was a, it was an unconscious facade. And so it started to crumble. And I came home from that retreat and I started to really take actions about alignment, really coming into alignment. I actually, my marriage ended, I ended my marriage. And with that, the warrior woman ended too. I even, uh, I stopped calling my, it had no um, connections to my brand anymore. And I had written 50,000 words of the warrior woman book. And every word I was writing felt wrong. I was like, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. And, but I was like, oh my God, hey, house have signed me. I, I've got to write this book. <laughs> and so I sat opposite my editor and I just said, this isn't the book I was meant to write. And I just started crying. And she looked at me and she said, you're clearly going through a metamorphosis. She said, throw it out. All I care about is that you write the book you were born to write. Throw it out. Let's push your pub, your pub date back. Let's get rid of the title. Like, let's, let's really just get rid of it and see what comes. And I came off that call. I mean, what editor ever does that? <laughs> I mean, seriously. And I came off that call and I cried all night. And I was like, what am I going to do? And the next morning I was in meditation. And I, and I, I swear on my life, I was meditating. And the entire outline for this book came through. Just like, Ooh. And within a week, I presented a new pitch um, and my editor looked at it and she was like, where did this come from? And I was like, this is it. This is the one. And I just started writing it and every word just felt right. And my marriage had ended. The worry woman had ended. So I was living the process as I was writing it. And and surrender was just what I had to keep doing, surrendering every bit of programming and conditioning that I had absorbed, thinking that that's who I had to be in the world in order to belong, in order to be strong, in order to survive, surrendering ideas and pictures around what marriage is or what love is, surrendering around what it is to be powerful, to be strong, to trust. And so when I, when I finished, and I didn't have a title, and then I kept writing it and we got to the end and they said, well, what is it called? And I was like, ah, this is called Surrender. <laughs> and that was it. That was the birth of this book that I was oh never meant God. to write. <laughs> oh my God. I was just so hooked into the story because it hit home for me because I related yeah. to a great degree. I had a kind of a, well, not as, as, as intense of an of a, awakening, but like a realization last year when I asked, I did a poll on Instagram stories and I asked my audience, which Hay House, sorry, not Hay House, which Hogwarts house do you believe, do you believe that I belong into? And like 90% of people said Hufflepuff. I don't know if you know about Harry Potter, but I'm a Slytherin, which is the exact opposite of what Hufflepuff is. Like Hufflepuffs are just positive, happy. Um, they're very loyal. They're very... Um, approachable they're very um, like loyal good people and I am that person as well this is what I show online 
but also I have this leader inside that's ambitious, that I'm a go-getter, that I'm going to show up. Sometimes I can be a little bit aggressive. So I have that part of myself as well. And I'm like, oh my God, I have only been showing that side of myself in my online persona, forgetting that I am way more than that. Uh, just because I felt that's what people expected and that's what I had mm. to do. And it was from mm. that point onwards that I also had this realization, you know what, I think I should start embracing my slither inside a little bit more and share more of myself online. And it yeah. really paid off. So yeah. thank you so much for sharing yeah. this story. And I think so many people will relate because we live in this culture where everything is curated. Everything has to be beautiful. Mm. Everything has to be a certain way. You have to niche yourself the riches are in the niches, like, you know, all these uh, programming and conditioning we're being told. So it's truly liberating to fully embrace who you are and share that unapologetically. And thank you so much for writing Surrender. So let's define thank surrender you. from your perspective. Yeah. What does it mean to surrender? It means to release. It means to let go. Um, you know, there's sort of three layers to it that I like to talk about. Um on on a on a surface level and it's not really surface level meaning it's not meaningful but on the kind of outward level surrender is is releasing the grip releasing the the tight hold to perceived control the illusion of control the illusion that we that we are the ones that are driving this show um and 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 whatever we're trying to lead from that place, pushing, forcing, grasping, grasping, gripping survival is is led by fear. That actually, how much can we release that grip and allow flow and allow life to flow um, and to lead us rather than our will leading us? Then on a deeper level, and it does go deeper you know, the, the nature of the human mind is to survive. That's universal. That goes across everyone in this species, that it is the design function of our mind is to survive. And so what does the mind do if that's what it needs? It, its job is to help us survive. It focuses on all the possible points of threat that it can possibly, you know, um, scan through from all the information that we've absorbed from the past and so led by that, we, the nature of human being is we get stuck in survival. We get stuck in these patterns of survival led by the past, led by the threats and the fears and the pain of our past that continue living our present. And so on a deeper level and 100% of human suffering is not from the human experience, but from our resistance of the human experience and so surrender is is releasing the resistance all the million billion ways that we resist you know that we try to escape run away cover up hide don't tell the truth micromanage is to release that resistance and why because who we all truly are is everything nothing we are life itself we are whole Everything else that we are carrying, we've absorbed. We've absorbed, we've inherited, we've attached to, we've been conditioned. And so, you know, our deepest transformation, our, our, our deepest maturation is in, in what are we ready and willing to release? 
And the more that we're able to release that is not who we are, the more of the aliveness and the truth of who we were born to be can come through. And so in the very moment that we let something go, something can birth. And for me, that is the deeper sense of what surrender means. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How beautiful. And I know in the book you talk about three parts, ending, love, and birthing. And therefore, we're talking about the past, the transformation, and then moving forward and surrendering in every step of the process. So let's start through this process, how do we start surrendering the past hurts, the traumas and the limiting beliefs we have? Well, I think the first place that I like to look at with anybody who works with me is to look at what your problems are. You know, we, 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 all, have, we all have these problems that we're trying to fix and solve and, and get rid of. And, and, and we're kind of living in a way that we're trying to find the answer to get rid of them. But actually the problem is, is the way in. The problem is what is giving us the information. So what, where in your life is repeating itself? doesn't matter how many times you try to change. You change your hair, you change your body, you change your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Same pattern, keeps coming back. The same experience of yourself in the world. So look at what the biggest central problem is in your life um, and see the repetitiveness of it. Now, if there is a repetitiveness of it, then that is, that is a sign that something is looping from your past. And so that is the way in. And, you know, we, I begin with a chapter called the beginning of the end. Why? Because anybody who's ready to really come into their awakening, usually something is coming to an end. Uh, either a behavior, a pattern, a relationship that used to work, but it's just not, fun- it doesn't function the way it used to. Um, and so really starting to look deeply at these repeated patterns that are showing up in your life, rather than life happening to you, making them happen, you know, what is it inside of you that is repeating itself? And that is kind of the deeper sense of starting to look at what is it that you're attached to? What are the ideas? What are the beliefs? You know, I, I, I hear it all the time when I work with people, when they realize just at this first stage of inquiry within themselves, they're like, whoa, you know, that's not even my voice in my own head. Like, that's my dad's voice. Like, that's, and I've been living it thinking it's my life. You know, what, what is it that you can start to see from, that is there from your past? And in that inquiry, you'll see what you were able to let go of. And so, you know, it, there are many layers to it. I walk you through it step by step. It's usually quite deep. Um, but the beginning of it is, is looking at what, what needs to come to an end. And just being like investigators of our own 
issues, exactly. what's coming up, rather than just being in denial of them, I think we're just so used to just ignoring things and being in denial and over-spiritualizing them and saying, oh, it's fine, like all is well in my world and yeah. just ignoring what comes up. So it's just yeah. a matter of identifying it and then doing the inquiry of asking questions and getting deeper and deeper and deeper and understanding yes. what's at the core. And then we reach yes. the point where we've done that, we've, we've identified like all the traumas and the limiting beliefs. And then we went through the processes you share in the book to surrender them. Then the, there comes a process of starting to create new beliefs which sometimes it's, it's harder because it's easy to break down. But when it comes to like creating something new, the resistance of the past comes in to interfere yes. with the new beliefs we introduce. Yes. So how do we yes. surrender into that? So, you know, that's why I wrote the second, the middle section is, is called love. Why? And by the way, it's, it's very unlikely that you're going to go through this process um, in a black and white way. You're not going to identify all the beliefs and then get rid of them and then come to the next phase. It usually will ha be happening. It's like one story goes and then another one goes and then another one goes. And it's a, it's a, pro it's a continuous process. And actually, really, it's a way to live your life. It's, it's, a, it's a new kind of relationship to have with life and with yourself is to be in this constant evolution this constant growth and this constant inquiry just for everyone to, to understand yeah like what i say as well is that the uh, inner work is like an onion you keep peeling and peeling and peeling off the layers and there's another layer and another layer absolutely. and another layer <laughs> absolutely and you know what after a while it, it becomes a very beautiful way to live in mm. the world you yeah, know I agree. because then you're constantly have an opportunity to grow again and to grow again and to grow again. And that, you know, like, why would we want to stop that? It's, it's, it's just where it's limitless. So, you know, once, once you've seen an, a, a story or a belief or something that's been really living your life that you've been attached to, and you start to go through the process of releasing it often, and this is important for everyone to hear, you, you'll hit a, you'll hit a phase where you don't know who you are anymore or you feel lost and it feels empty because you're so used to having that story. You're so used to identifying with yourself in that old way. And when it goes, you're just like, whoa, what's left? Like, who am I now? What, like, what do I do with this? Now in that phase, that is the point where love comes in. You know, we, we need to start building new foundations that can create a sense of internal safety for ourselves, that we can learn to trust ourselves, that we learn how to listen to a deeper part of ourselves rather than this noise of the mind. And so the whole middle phase of the book is based on love. And I don't mean like just being loving to yourself surface level, but building a foundation that is love, like boundaries, um, telling the truth about yourself to yourself and to others, um, compassion, forgiveness, who are you blaming and not being responsible? What, what are you not being responsible for? You know, coming out of victimhood and really owning your power. You know, the, this is the kind of foundation that we need for us to feel so safe in ourselves and so trusting in ourselves that we're, we're like, we're like, creating fertile soil that anything can grow. We're not reliant on outside things to give us our worth, that we, that we create that for ourselves. So that for me 
is an important and fundamental step once we start releasing that we can we can create that safety for ourselves so that from then onwards anything can grow yeah essentially create support for ourselves because as you said yes. it feels empty when you've just released so much and you've yes. uh, brought down so many aspects of yourself that you realized were not really parts of yourself it was just conditioning and then it feels mm. scary so it's so important to have this toolkit and this support as you just said to really support the process of changing and then becomes a birthing that's the third part of the book yeah. which is all about moving forward after you've done a lot of the work i mean it's continuous as you've just said of embracing and creating new habits and expanding into the future now how do you surrender to because I feel this part is very different from the first part, which is all about the past. This is about the future. So it's you moving into the future and stepping into a bigger vision of yourself. So how can we surrender into the biggest, a bigger vision of ourselves when we've had and we've bought into such a limited perception of ourselves in the past? How do we accept more? Well, I mean, I think... I think that the important part of that is, is trust is that, and that takes time to, to really create that solid trust in ourselves and in life. But I think, you know, I write about it, a chapter in the book where I speak about the, the, uh, our ability as human beings to be able to stand in the space beyond story whilst still having a story, like we'll still be able, we'll still have the same, you know, old repeated thoughts going around in the mind. Maybe we'll have the same kind of familiar emotions that move through the body. It's not that we want to extract that old version of ourselves, but to change our relationship to it so that we don't get led by it. It doesn't take our power that we can, we can still have these emotions move through us and we can feel them, but we don't get lost in them. That the mind can still think the, th the, th the thoughting, the thoughts still go through your mind, but we don't identify with them. And that is completely new space to stand in. And from that place, I speak about learning how to listen, how to listen to life, how to be led by that listening. You know, listening is something that most of us don't get educated. We get educated on how to talk <laughs> and what to say, but very little on listening. And real listening, and this is important for everyone to hear, real listening can only truly be listening if we do not know what's coming next. If you already know what's coming next, that's projection. Oh, how many that's times? <laughs> yeah. How many times have you been in a conversation with your partner or something, and you're all you already have decided what you're going to say next, and so you're not even listening anymore. <laughs> you're not really listening. Real listening is when we don't know we do not know what's coming next, and to be able to be in that very active relationship with life and with the present moment. That is real listening. And from that space, very often, like when the book came to me, we, we hear, we hear creative insight. We hear vision. We hear guidance. Uh, we hear what the next steps are. And that is 
when we become in like this co-creative state with the present moment with life we're not led by this kind of all re- always already projected ideas of who we should be we start to have a different relationship with life and from there you know gosh new possibilities just get born in the present so this wow. isn't about becoming a bigger better version of yourself this is about changing your relationship with yourself but also with life so it's about not getting triggered essentially and just recognizing what comes up and having a different relationship with it. Yes, I mean I write about it in the book I write about the mind and I write about our relationship with our with our emotions. You know, both we will continuously have thoughts mm. and we will continuously have feelings. Did you mm. know that our mind will have 80,000 thoughts that cross the mind every 24 hours? That is a lot of thoughts. It is. <laughs> 80,000 thoughts. And 80% of them are usually negative because, because the nature of the mind is to help us survive. So it's looking, scanning, 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 scanning for all threats. Now, if we're identifying with all of that, then we're being led in our life like a washing machine and like a leaf being thrown around in a storm. What I write about in the book is about shifting our relationship to the mind. You know, most of us have been educated on what to think from the moment that we have a brain, uh, an active brain and uh, an active mind, and we go to kindergarten and even younger, we're taught what to think, but very rarely are we educated on how to think, on how to have a relationship with the mind and how to have a relationship with emotions. And, and this is what I write about in the book, not getting rid of them, but shifting our relationship to them. So yes, so that when we get triggered, we have conscious awareness over what is actually, not just what is moving through us, but where it might have come from. That where it, right now in this trigger is my past projecting in how I'm seeing my present. And consciousness is our superpower. We are the only animal in the animal kingdom that has this self-reflecting mind, which means that we have this ability to self-inquire. We have the ability to watch ourselves thinking, you know, when you're meditating and then you see yourself and you see, and then you're like, who is it the one that's seeing? And then it's like, oh, who's the one that's seeing that? (laughs) We're the only animal in the animal kingdom that has that ability which means that we also have this ability to to evolve in consciousness. So when we can truly with consciousness see, wow, look at this trigger again. There's the same feelings I always get. This is like an absolute repeat of my experience with my mom. And you have consciousness that it's projecting into your present. Then we have an, an ability to change our relationship with with how that affects our life. You know, that's how I transform my marriage. That's what I wrote about in the book. My husband didn't become a different person, but he started to appear to me differently because my past wasn't like getting in the way. Wow, I love the flow of the book. I love how it starts from the past and it's a never ending journey of transformation. And if there was a single practical tool that you could give people that they could apply at any point of their journey, whatever it is, whatever phase they are on their journey to surrendering, 
what would that surrendering tool or process or practice be? Well, there's two, if I can. Yes, of course. Because <laughs> they kind of ha come hand in hand. And one is for the mind and one is for the body. Um, because they're not separate. The body, my, the body and the mind are really one. They're two sides of the same coin. And we need to work with them together to really have integrated transformation. And so for the mind is to keep being in an inquiry. Be willing to question what is showing itself. You know, I write about it in the book. Ask yourself, is what I'm thinking really true? Do I really know this for certain? It may feel like you do, but do you really? If you're really willing to be in an inquiry, continuous inquiry, that opens up a whole nother set of possibilities and dialogue and relationship with how you see things. You know, it can be simple from, you know, my, hus my husband is making that face again. He must not love me. Do I know that for certain? <laughs> Do I really know that for certain? Um, and then with the body, you know, and I, this is a hard one for the, the modern life, slowing down, really mm. slowing down. <laughs> yeah. We're moving so fast that we're missing the experience of life. And, and we need to be in our bodies to be in the present. So slowing down, um, whether you want to go for a walk slowly or whether you want to do some yoga, but do it slowly, practicing slowing down so that you can be in the present moment with your body. I love the integrative approach that you, you talk about mind, you talk about emotions, you talk about spirituality, you talk about uh, the body as well. The body is something I'm, I'm discovering these days as well because I'm, I'm not a person that slowed down and now I'm, I'm trying to step into that more. And uh, just a quick story, I started flexibility classes and I realized how rigid I am. And then I made connections with the rigidity of different muscles in my body and the different chakras. And then I realized that those chakras and those parts of my body where I was more rigid and inflexible, they hold all the hurts and all the traumas mm. and all the limiting beliefs. And the more work I've been doing to become more flexible, the more easily I found myself navigating through my emotions, navigating through my hurts and limiting beliefs and just letting them go so much more easily than I would yes. do, for example, if I was just focusing on a cognitive process or just focusing on an emotional pro process. So it's beautiful how you blend That's together true. all these different integrative approaches to help people surrender. Nikki, oh my goodness, yes. thank you. Yeah, do you want to add something on that? I just wanted to say, you know, the body has habitual patterns too. So the body will habitually hold on to the same anger that keeps coming up around, I don't know, betrayal or not get, being given attention. And maybe it'll always show up in your stomach or maybe it'll always show up in your neck. Like the body has habits too, and it holds memory. So when we're willing to really deepen our relationship with the body, you know, I've literally been in the middle of, a, of an argument with my husband, convinced that he's doing things a certain way. And I've gone and I've actually taken myself away and I've gone and done like half an hour of body work and I have come back and my whole reality looks different. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So that's important for everyone. To and know. sometimes it's also like slowing down on reacting to, to different situations and just taking a time, some time off 
to do some work and just let uh, our, our perception shift. Oh my goodness, what a, a wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for writing this book and thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Can you please let people know where they can get in touch with you and where they can get the book from? Okay, so Surrender is now, that Surrender is now available everywhere that sells books um, all over the world. Um, but you can go to my website, www.nikkiclinch.com. Um, and we have a whole page there that you can buy the book um, and it has all the different places all over the world that you can do that. Um, also on my website, you will see multiple um, options for your own maturation. We, we offer many programs, workshops, transformational workshops, um, and I also mentor people. Or you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Nikki underscore Clinch. Um, yeah. So that's where you can find me. I hope yeah. to hear from you. Yes. And of course, all the links will be added to the show notes be, uh, below. Thank you so much, Nikki, for coming onto the podcast. Wishing you a lovely rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.